Leaders are not born in a womb. They are forged through heat, pressure, and a whole lot of sweat. The Fireforge Leader Podcast serves the audience through exploring leadership at work, in the community, and with the family, using a practical perspective and real life experiences from the host Steve Baumgartner and his guests in the Forge. Now it's time to enter the Forge with the Fire Forged Leader. What is up, leaders? Once again, this is Steve Baumgartner, the Fireforge Leader, and I'd like to welcome you back to some real talk about lessons learned here in the Forge of Leadership. So just uh, just want to say thank you to everybody who's listening to this podcast. This has really been a huge week. As you know, we just started this thing back in August. Since then, we're rounding up on almost 6,000 downloads already. And running up over 95 star ratings on Apple, and the results just keep on coming in time after time. It's really growing by leaps and bounds, people. So I want to say today that I'm really, really ecstatic about everybody who's listening, that the message that I'm talking about here in the guest talk about is really resonating with you. I'm humbled that you choose this podcast each and every week to listen to, especially with so many great podcasts out there. In saying all this, I'm really rejuvenated in just the mission of this podcast overall. And I want to get it out to as many people as I possibly can. So I'm asking you today, if it resonates with you at all, you know, listen to this podcast today, listen to previous episodes. If it resonates with you, really, I need your help with getting it out to more people. So how do you do that? Well, you can leave ratings and reviews. You know, like I said, there's over 95 star ratings already on Apple. And what those ratings and reviews really do is it hikes the podcast up in the rankings and it increases the visibility by more listeners. Beyond that, if there's a message that resonated with you, get it out to your to your family, to your friends, you know. If there's a specific message that you think will help someone in your uh, family or in your friend base, get share that one episode with them. You know, if it resonated with you, it's going to resonate with others. So go out there and share those episodes. Beyond that, if you know of anyone who's searching for a new message or a new style of leadership or whatever, just share the entire podcast with them. Get it out there in any way possible. You can also just send them to www.fireforgeleader.com. With that being said, I appreciate anything that you can do to get this message out. And before I really jump into the show, uh, 
if you're looking at this on YouTube, you probably noticed that my total backdrop has changed. Um, I don't have the logo up here right now, but I do have a few things and I, I just want to explain them for just a second and I'll probably do this, uh, a little bit deeper in the future in one of these episodes, but I want to start off with actually this painting that's behind me over here. You just see the corner of it or the side of it, but that painting is a beautiful painting. And I wanted to start with that because it's my favorite piece up there, but everything back here I chose because it has a purpose behind it. But this painting is Jesus pulling Peter up out of the water after Peter uh, jumped in to run after Christ and lost faith along the way and sank. And Jesus came and rescued him. I like that painting because it reminds me of myself. I lose faith often and I just need that reminder that I can't always get it back on my own. Now, the second thing here is, it's really just a compass to show me that I need to stay on course, right? I need to stay on course with all of the tactics that I have in my life. It's easy for me to stop recording a podcast and get behind. But if I stay on course, I'm always three, four episodes in front of the releases, which helps be consistent in the podcast. And there's other things in my life, my faith, my marriage, my relationship with my children, everything needs to stay on course. So that's a reminder of that. Now over here on the shelf, I have three different items right now and there's one missing. Um, I'm not going to tell you about the missing one right now, but this statue face just spoke to me when, when I was shopping at Hobby Lobby. Uh, anyways, it spoke to me because it reminded me of the Stoics, right? And how much, if we search for it, how much knowledge is really present out there in the world. In the middle, you'll see a couple books. That just simply reminds me that I need to go searching for that knowledge, that these things are on pages. There are, there is very, very little that we create anymore. Most knowledge is already found, right? We're just evading with the knowledge that we already know. Last but not least, I have this hourglass here. And it really correlates with all of this. There's only a finite amount of time that I have on this world. And I really need to make it count. I need to search for that knowledge. I need to stay on course with all my tactics and with my faith, of course. So anyways, I just wanted to explain that to everybody because I'm sure that uh, some people would be asking me about it along the way. And <laughs> I've talked to a couple friends online and, uh, and they're like, man, that rocks back there. You need to tell more people about that. So that's what I'm doing today. But that's not the point of this podcast. So. I'm going to come right back to the show and get into it here a little bit. So the other day I was doing the old hamster wheel, as a friend of mine, Bill, calls it. You know where you just scroll and scroll and scroll on your phone? And I happen to be on Facebook. You know how those memories pop up? 
yeah, I had one of those moments, you know, where one of those memories pop up, you click on it. And it was from a time when I lived in Nebraska and the year was 2020. I had a pretty nice house on the west side of town. It was just right on the city limit. But if you know anything about Lincoln, Nebraska, you also know that you can't live anywhere in that damn town without an HOA. Yeah, so if you don't know what an HOA is, it's a homeowners association. Let me tell you a little bit about it. You know how you got federal laws and those suck? But it's a real small section of laws around your house. Well, you go a step beyond that and you have state laws. And generally they suck too. Then you also have a third layer of suck, which is city ordinances, right? City ordinances, sometimes on the books, they just have some really ridiculous things, right? And I'm going to make no bones about it. I think we have too many laws in this country. Uh, And if you ever think that you actually own your house, just stop paying taxes for a little bit and you'll find out you're just a renter. But anyways, back to the Homeowners Association. So you have three layers of laws already. You have federal, you have state, and you have your city ordinances. Well, what does the Homeowners Association do? Yeah, let's tack on some more laws, right? Let's add another level of stupid rules. All right, did I make my point clear? I'm not a big fan of the HOA. But really what I dislike about HOAs is I believe that they have allowed people to behave just like they would if they were on social media, right? So rather than coming and having a face-to-face conversation, a lot of times in HOAs what people do is they'll make a complaint. You know, they'll... Rather than saying something to you, they make a complaint and they just really blast you anonymously without any fear of repercussion in the deal. So when I'm scrolling on this hamster wheel on Facebook, I come to this memory of me complaining in 2020 about one of my neighbors that turned me in for my truck in my driveway, mind you, for having expired plates. All right, before I go any further, I understand that we don't want trash sitting in people's yards, and that's why the ruling's there. However, I was driving my truck every day. So I'm at the point where I'm like, really? And I start thinking about this and I'm like, you know, if I had an open burn barrel in my front yard and I'm burning, I get it. I get why my neighbors would turn me in. 100%. I get it. There's a safety factor to their house on a windy day. Okay, I get it. But my truck 
in my driveway with expired plates that I drive every day. How in the world does that hurt my neighbor? I can't think of a good explanation for it yet. But better yet, why in the world would you turn someone in for that rather than simply going over to your neighbor's house and, hey, hey, did you know your your tags are out of date on your truck? I know you're kind of busy with them kids and chasing them around and, you know, you work a lot of hours and all the rest of the stuff that you do, but I was walking by and I noticed that your tags were out of date. Just figured you might want to get those up to date so you don't get a ticket. (laughs) How hard is that, right? Why wouldn't you want your neighbor to succeed in life, right? Why wouldn't you want your neighbor not to get that ticket? It's pretty simple. So today I'm going to ask you, you know, and that's just one simple example, right? But I'm going to ask you, are you a good neighbor? All right, now stop and think about that question. Are you a good neighbor? Are you a good neighbor in your family? You you know, do you confront your wife rather than complain behind your back? Do you hold your children accountable when they need to be held accountable rather than waiting for waiting for the police to take care of your kids or be called to the school or whatever? Are you a good neighbor? out in your community, and with your actual neighbors, right? Are you turning in your neighbors for things? Are you going and having a conversation with them, right? Having a relationship with your neighbors, getting to know them. Are you a good neighbor at work, right? So let's think about those things for a little bit. And I'm going to talk about work. So in my roles throughout the companies that I've worked for throughout the years of experience, different, different, uh, job roles that I've had, I'm going to tell you, I've been around a lot of people and there's a lot of people that can just be ugly sometimes in today's world. And I'm not talking about physical ugly. I'm just talking about ugly on how they act towards their neighbors at work. There's so many times I hear about people talking behind other people's back. Or on the other end of the spectrum, they're working on some sort of power play to get something accomplished, right? Rather than just going and partnering with people and trying to work towards the same goals. And I find it sad because when I look at these examples, really, there's a couple things that happens, right? It ruins relationships. You know, if you got people sneaking behind other people's backs, saying things about people, trying to play power plays, it just kills relationships. And I'm going to tell you, when we have good relationships, 
we get more done all day, every day. And we want to help each other out. It's no longer my department. It's what's best for the team. When people act like that too, it slows down any sort of progress on the overall mission, right? And it simply just hurts people. You know, when you lose that respect, when you lose that trust, when when you do all these things, it hurts those other people. Why do we want to do that? So I want to break this down into, into four different items, right? So that we're not bad neighbors. And I, wanted, I want you guys to give this some thought because I fully believe that a lot of these are just wired into our human nature and we have to fight against them. And to fight against them, we need to be intentional with them. So the first one I'm going to talk about is let's just ultimately try and give people the benefit of the doubt, right? Rather than thinking that someone's out there trying to hurt us or trying to do something stupid or break the law or whatever the case is, let me tell you, most people are really out there just trying to live their life the best way that they can. They're not out there trying to make you angry or trying to get at you. There's some are, but most aren't. They probably don't even know who you are or that they're even doing something that upsets you, right? So let's give people the benefit of the doubt. Let's work towards a positive rather than going to the negative right away. Number two, let's stop blindsiding people, right? No one likes being sucker punched. And I cannot stress this enough. You don't need to sucker punch them with a ticket or a call from the to the police or whatever the case may be. Stop sucker punching someone. Don't blindside them. Third thing is, is something that we need to learn all across society today. And that, that's if you can't say something to somebody's face. Quite plainly, it doesn't need to be said. Stop it. Stop it. Stop with the social media act. It doesn't need to be said if you can't say it face to face. It's, you could probably tell I'm getting a little bit passionate right now on this topic, but this is one of the biggest things that we have that's just totally insane in the world today. Why do we allow this culture of being able to talk behind people's backs, to backstab people, right? Why can we not go and say something to someone's face because it betters their life or betters our life, right? And the fourth and final thing is we need to keep in mind that most people, I did not say all, most people are inherently good. All right? I'm going to say that again. Most people are inherently good. All right? And when we know that, then we also have to accept the fact that 
really, if they knew that something's bothering you, they're probably going to do something about it themselves. And really, most times, when you think about it, the things that people do are innocent in nature. It's how we react to them that makes them more than what they are. All right. So let me recap this again. If we don't want to be bad neighbors, if we don't want to be bad neighbors in our families, in our communities, with our direct neighbors, or at work, we need to give people the benefit of the doubt. We need to stop blindsiding and sucker punching people. We need to remember, if we can't say something to someone's face, we just don't need to say it, right? Just let it go. And then finally, we need to keep in mind that most people are inherently good. I think if we do those four things, we could probably change the world, right? We'd be good neighbors and we'd start positively impacting the entire globe. All right. So that's all I got here for you today. But I do want to thank you again for the success of the Fire Forge Leader podcast. And once again, if you appreciate what you heard here today, I really invite you to leave a rating and review, hit that subscribe button, share these podcast episodes, and do that on whatever podcasting app you're currently listening to. You can also simply send people to www.fireforgeleader.com. So I want you to keep on joining us here in the Forge. Have a couple guests that I just booked this week. I have a good friend of mine who's going to be coming on. He's a financial expert, coach, uh, and we think a lot the same. I wish I would have known him better when we lived closer. I also have a person that works at the same place that I do, and she has a unique talent for teams, right? And I'm not talking about the software. I'm talking about appreciating teams, building teams, working within teams. And I can't wait to have her on either. I think this is going to be uh, just an awesome month for this podcast. So anyways, keep on coming back. You're not going to regret it. And we will see you on the next episode of the Fire Forge Leader.